guys. As you know, we could not produce Buy Kids for Kids without our wonderful Patreon supporters. This week, we would like to give a huge, magical, monstrous shout out to Olivia from Kingston, New Hampshire. And Timber. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate your support. Today's episode is a very special episode. It's a story written by... Actually, we're not telling you. For now, it's a secret. But we will tell you the name of the story. It's called... The Mysterious Magical Mansion. Book 1. The Red Scale. Charlotte Maximo Ruby McDrew was a rather unusual child. Of all the things that would interest her most were creatures both wicked and wild. Day in and day out, she would love to read books about fairies, witches, and monsters, zombies, dragons, and magical spells and creatures with claws like a lobster. She loved all these creatures and all their grim features and wished she could meet them for real, <laughs> to see where they lived and the things that they did and the things that they ate for a meal. When she got a new book, she would gobble it up. She was eager for more to discover. She would curl up at night near her bedside light and read it from cover to cover. When she finished the book, the magic was gone. The fantastical story had ended. There were no mysterious mythical beasts, no matter how Charlie pretended. Or were there? It all had begun when her family had moved to a rickety rambling mansion. Although it was desperately needing repair, it held an unusual attraction. Half of the roof was grown over with leaves, some windows were covered with boarding. Most of the house was in such disarray, requiring some urgent restoring. Despite all these problems, the house was just right and Charlie would never get bored. Of all of the things that she liked to do most, her favorite was to explore. The untended garden with many tall trees, the bushes grown into each other, a lawn like a jungle, a tumble-down shed, the garden had much to discover. One day when Charlie was going to school, she noticed that something was funny. She had everything that she needed for class, but her wallet was missing some money. The notes were still there, but the coins were all gone. The coppers, the silvers, the pennies. She looked for the coins on the floor, under tables, but poor Charlie couldn't find any. 
But when she got down on her hands and her knees, she found something under her bed. It looked like a scale from a small lizard's tail, but lizards are green. This was red. Before she could give it a closer inspection, her mother called up in a fuss. Charlie, she cried, you're going to be late. You'd better run now for the bus. She paid for the bus with a single green note. The bus driver gave her some change. She put the coins into her pocket and thought that something about this was strange. At school, she pondered the puzzling scale. The questions would constantly loom. Where had it come from? Why was it there? What creature had been in her room? Later that day, when her homework was done and Charlie's day came to an end, her mother and father were getting dressed up to go out for dinner with friends. Charlie, her mother cried, please will you help? My jewelry seems to be gone. But when Charlie ran to the bathroom to look, she noticed that something was wrong. The jewelry box was right where it belonged, in the place where it always had been. But on close inspection, the jewelry collection was nowhere at all to be seen. Next to the box was another red scale. But stranger than that was the smell. A bit like a fire or burned piece of toast. But what it was, she couldn't tell. Hmm, pondered Charlie. She looked at the box and noticed burn marks on the wood. What could have done this? She muttered aloud. Something is up to no good. Charlie, her mother called. We're running late. Let's look for it some other time. We'll be round the corner at Harold and Kate and be back at quarter to nine. There's food on the table and juice in the fridge. If you need us, then you can just phone. With a hug and a kiss, Charlie's parents departed. And now she was left all alone. She sat in the lounge and relaxed with a book about beasts from the island of Krekish. She read for a while about creepy reptiles, but soon she began to get peckish. She stood up and stretched, but then paused when she heard a cacophonous bashing and banging. It sounded like all of the pots and the pans had fell down with a clashing and clanging. She ran to the kitchen to see what was wrong, but then wisely she stopped at the door. She got such a fright from a startling sight. You'll never believe what she saw. Jumbling around through the knives and the forks was a dragon the size of a crow. It had shiny red scales with two leathery wings and smoke drifted up from its nose. With gleaming red eyes and small horns on its head, it smelt like an old barbecue. It had, unlike dragons that Charlie imagined, a pouch like a small kangaroo. It clearly had not noticed Charlie was there and continued to rummage around. 
Then it held something bright and it roared with delight at the shiny spoon that it had found. It dropped the spoon in its small pouch with a plink and patted it with satisfaction. Not believing her eyes, Charlie let out a cry and the dragon looked in her direction. It spread out its wings with its eyes burning bright and let out a frightening roar. And then came the fiery breath from its jaws. Poor Charlie collapsed on the floor. <coughs> Through smoke and haze, Charlie gasped, quite amazed. The fiery breath barely missed. She got to her feet and ran off down the hall and the dragon gave chase with a hiss. She sprinted as fast as she possibly could while the dragon was drawing a breath. Oh no, Charlie cried. I am doomed. I am toast. As she pondered her fiery death. The dragon breathed out with its great breath of fire. And this time it came even closer. But Charlie ducked down again just as it roared and slid herself under the sofa. She lay perfectly still as the dragon swooped in. It had not seen where Charlie was hiding. She couldn't observe it from under the couch. All she heard was its flapping and gliding. It whiffed through the air and it sniffed everywhere and then snorted with dissatisfaction. She trembled with fear as the dragon came near. How she struggled to hide her reaction. The flapping had stopped. The dragon had landed. She heard its claws scratching the surface. She saw its two wings and its dangerous claws and its jaws like a tyrannosaurus. It was searching and creeping and peeping around, shuffling nearer and nearer. The dreadful fate that poor Charlie awaited was becoming clearer and clearer. She shuddered and quivered and groaned and shivered as the dragon came close to the couch. But then something gave her a clever idea, a strange noise from inside its pouch. A pinkling, tinkling and jingling sound like cutlery inside a kettle. The coins and the jewels and the knives and the forks it had stolen were all made of metal. That's it, Charlie thought. I know what it desires. I know what it wants for its pleasure. Just like the dragons and stories and tales, it needs a collection of treasure. <laughs> She cried out in joy and remembered the coins that she pocketed earlier that day. She fished out the money with no time to spare. The dragon was looking her way. She looked at the jaws and the dangerous claws of the fearsome and terrible beast. Oh no, Charlie thought, I'm about to be grilled. This dragon will make me his feast. She had to think fast or be burned to a crisp. She desperately needed a plan. She stretched out her arm to the dragon to show it the coins in the palm of her hand. The dragon stood still and lowered its head to inspect the shining treasure. Then it opened its mouth with its razor-sharp teeth 
and began to roar with pleasure. It collected the coins with its spindly claws. They dropped in its pouch with a plink. And after the dragon had gathered them all, it looked up at Charlie and winked. It patted its belly and opened its wings, preparing itself to take flight. Then it looked at the girl with a hint of a smile and flew away into the night. Hey guys, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.